This is Absolute Irony, a collection of quirky music, comic oddities, and eclectic audio. I'm Blair Hardman. In 1992, I had a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I had a chance to do a one-hour radio interview with an absolute hero of mine. The man was Ken Nordine, creator of the Word Jazz albums and the NPR show Word Jazz. He combined his mellifluous voice with cool jazz and intriguing stories in a way I'd never heard before. And at age 16, it changed my life forever. Ken passed away February 16th, 2019. I found the cassette of that interview and I'd like to play it for you now. Absolute Irony is a production of Zone Recording Studio, Katati, California. Back on the Northern California Radio Network. You're listening to the Entertainment Zone. Your host, Blair Hardman, in for ailing Steve Jackson. He's out with a case of the throat, the bad radio throat. Well, I've been promoing the arrival of Mr. Ken Nordine for, uh, seems like, weeks now. And uh, I am delighted to say that Ken is in the studio with us. Ken was a big influence on my life. He's a major voice, talent, storyteller. And all I can say, to, as far as sitting here with him, is... I'm not worthy! Uh, I'm not worthy! Poor guy, he's been set off on the wrong track. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> but that, that can happen. You know, if you're an influence, you're in serious trouble. And you're watched. Actually, in my neighborhood, I can hardly move. Is that right? It's, it's terrible. It's a, what are you up to? And, of course, I never know. <laughs> this is someplace else. This is standing room only. This is Santa Rosa, California. Yeah, SRO. And this SRO is in a uh, state of transition. This is the interim, temporary interim studio. Where do we go from here? What's going to happen? Only up. Satellite? And Worldwide. That, that's the only place. You know, if a mega, everyone should have their own personal um, amplifying system. In fact, I, 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 I have a friend who uh, had a lot of, you know, the throat work. He started out talking like this. And he wanted a, a public service or a, a personal um, public uh, address system. So we got a small speaker yeah. and a little microphone, and he can go to a hockey game and be heard. He's loud. Does yeah. it bother people? Do they? No, oh, he loves it. it. It's an ego amplification. It's what everyone should have. Well, the cellular phone thing, and that's going to expand. And but if, if a cellular phone that had a kind of a megaphone with it, so that you, you'd be driving along in your car, and about 18 cars would hear where you were up to. Yeah. I saw something I couldn't believe on an airplane. A guy had a, one of the phones that you, know, that you get out of the back seats or something, and he was walking up and down the aisle pretending that he was talking to someone very important on the other end. And, of course, the entire plane got nervous. Because he was freaking us out, yeah. talking the way he was. On yes, we will, we'll get that. Don't worry about that. It's gone up four points, huh? Okay. And then he would fade away, and he'd be... And people were rolling in the aisles who had a sense of humor, but the rest of us were very nervous because mm-hmm. he... He looked like the phone had, had done something to his brain that there had been some short circuit somewhere just behind his ear that he was using in the thing. Well, there is some thought now that these phones are causing uh, problems for people. They, they really are. They, uh, the big problem that they're causing that every time you get called, it's 50 cents. 
<laughs> Ken, what year did you make the recording Word, Word jazz. jazz, the original? God, that went way back to 1955, 56. Around in there. Actually, it developed out of boredom. Uh, I was uh, in a basement at Highland Park with a with a big fat guy who had all this equipment with a very sensitive engineer by the name of Jim Cunningham. And I'd go down there and, uh, and say, can't we do something that's, you know, a little different from what we're doing? And uh, there was a time when music concrete was a big thing where you take uh, sounds on tapes and play with them. Now we can play with them digitally. But in those days, you'd, you'd cut up a tape and throw it in the bucket and, and then take it out and paste it back together randomly like a Jackson Pollock of audio. And you'd wind up with uh, God knows what kind of wonderful accidental serendipitous mm -hmm. uh, sounds. So that's how it uh, kind of began. The, the ability, and earphones, the ability to hear, focus what you were doing so that there was no other reality except the reality of what you hear. Well, you could eat celery and make it sound like you were destroying a forest. I believe you did eat celery yeah. on a record. Yeah, it was Hunger is From. Mm -hmm. That happened in a basement in Highland Park with a dish of uh, Welsh rarebit and a... Uh, and a telephone can mic reel up close tight. And that is on the original Word Jazz yeah, album, which yeah. has been out of print probably for decades. Yeah, it was probably out of print the minute it was printed. It, 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 <laughs> but, thank goodness, uh, it and uh, some t uh, cuts from some other records have been reissued as the best of Word Jazz Volume yeah. 1. Mm -hmm. And what label is this on? Well, it used to be on Dot. Yeah. Then it went to um, Gulf and Western. Then it went to... Uh, MCA. And then Clorox. Then it went to Matsusta. The Japanese own the masters now. And now it's on, uh, it's leased to Rhino. And oh. Rhino put it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm glad they did. I am too. Yeah. I was living, when this came out, in a little suburb in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I had a very normal middle class existence. Yeah, sounds and like my home. I was hanging out in a record store and a fellow said, uh, here you might enjoy this player. And he gave it to me <laughs> and I took it home. And I was about 15. And uh, my world was pretty sterile up to then. And yeah. this was my first insight into the grand world of imagination and into the beauty of the human voice and the use with jazz. And I listened to this over and over and over. And I can truthfully say that if it wasn't for this and you, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair today. Hey, good for you. I'd be standing in this chair. Because, <laughs> no, I don't know what I'd be doing, but uh, it's truly, truly... Uh, uh, been had a big effect on a lot of us. Now, Dan Healy is with us, and you were nodding yeah. your head when I was talking about this. Dan Healy, you are the chief engineer and road man and he's whatever. More than that. He's, he's, he's actually an accidental intelligence that is here on Earth <laughs> to, to save older per people like myself. You've been involved with the Grateful Dead for how many years? Oh, uh, 1967. I don't know how many years that is, but that's since... 1967. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you have a recent association with Ken Nordine. It's interesting because I had the same exact story to tell about finding Ken that you did. I thought uh, you might. Uh, I was about the same age, and I was a gyro gear loose kind of a kid, and I tore up equipment and made things. And uh, my father had jukeboxes up in Northern California, and uh, I tore apart... Stereo was sort of new in those days, and so I tore apart a couple of old jukeboxes, and I saved up my money and bought a stereo cartridge and lashed it up to a, a turntable and made... Uh, a sort of a homebrew stereo system. And my f mom had a record store. And so I was always mm. digging through stuff, and I 
found Word Jazz and I played it. Um, on there was in those days you'd go into record stores and it's the, the demonstration turntable and you could play records to see if you wanted to buy them and stuff. And I played a little bit of it and I really liked it, so I took it home and I began playing it and as much as not, that's probably why I'm here, just like you. That's why we're both here. Yeah. Thanks, Ken. Yeah. yeah well, thank you. Because it, you know, really, I I, I think we're just happening because I, I got tired of doing the ordinary things that you were called upon to do. Really, it. Uh, I had a job in a little radio station because you know, to me in those days, being on the air, on the air, was, and to even to be able to say something like this is CBS or you know, you know, mm -hmm. fantastic. So being on the air was the big thing. And when I finally did get on the air, I realized that there were a lot of things I couldn't do. So one of the first things I did, I asked the engineer, what happens when you go off the air after the Star Spangled Banner? He said, well, we turn the carrier off. That's what transmits the signal. I said, let's put a little sound on there. So we put doves cooing like, coo, 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 or a door, you know. Or it would creak open, figuring that someone was too lazy to turn the radio off, and they'd hear this at night. And uh, that was my first introduction to deviation of sound, to play with. Uh, just imagine if you could have a crystal shaved to whatever frequency you wanted it to be shaved to, and you could get on the air and superimpose what you're thinking over the what's happening. N nothing too interjective, like. Maybe yawns or hiccups or something like that. I'm, I, you could destroy a guy like Walter Cronkite overnight. Just say, oh, yeah. Of course, they they triangulate with the FCC on where you were. And they'd probably discover that you were overparked in an insult at some, you know, place that you shouldn't have been. And you'd get busted for having an, a shaved crystal. You sound like a pirate at heart. I, I I love Maverick. I I I, I really do. I th there's a I think a streak in all of us. Hey, wait a minute, God, you can't just let us be ordinary like this and, and do what we're supposed to do. You must expect something more from us, and, uh, and I'm sure he does. Of course, when you get old, you get odd and eccentric. And uh, <laughs> then there's commercials. Yeah, that's you've true. done a few. Yeah, they they've been the patron of yeah. Saint. Let's, we fa we live. Let's face it. We live in a uh, a business environment. The way we prove that we're human beings most of the time is by spending money. And if you don't spend money, sometimes you're in trouble. People say, "Well, uh, why aren't you working?" <laughs> That's dark humor. But there's <laughs> part part of our uh, being is is to be related, and to be related is to buy something or to sell something. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, most of the things you sell are, uh, they don't require anything uh, uh, that's difficult to do. They're, they're really trying to be nice to everybody, persuading them to buy what they have. Now, you must be one of the most recorded voices in American history. Well, I've done a lot. Oh, there, you know, there's fellows here, a dear friend of Chris Blum. I have to tell you about a commercial that I did with him for Levi's. Can, Can you, you do it in one minute? Yeah. <laughs> We're on the Paramount Ranch. And and he wants to draw Levi's in lime on the Paramount Ranch mm -hmm. so that they could rotoscope them later, you know. Mm -hmm. We were harvesting Levi's at the time. Well, it was fine. It was dry out here then. But years later, when the rains came back, 
wherever they had the lime that they had drawn these Levi's on, grass would grow up. And so they hated Chris Blum for having grass Levi's on the Paramount Ranch. Sounds like they should go back and reshoot it and uh, make it into another spot. They should sell the ranch. <laughs> sell the ranch. Um, I remember hearing you on Bank of America yeah. Alpha accounts yeah. and uh, many other spots. And I would say, hey, I know that guy. He made yeah. those word jazz albums. And people say, huh? What? Who are you talking about? But you've made thousands, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. of commercials. It's true. Okay. We are on the Northern California Radio Network, and this is the Entertainment Zone. Blair Hardman sitting in tonight for Steve Jackson. We have Ken Nordine, a legendary voice and storyteller. We also have Dan Healy from The Grateful Dead here, and they're going to be telling us all about their new association, the new records, and some inside stories on Jerry Garcia and David Grisman and all such interesting things. We'll be back right after this. Stick around. You're back on the Northern California Radio Network. This is the Entertainment Zone. I'm Blair Hardman sitting in for uh, Steve Jackson, your normal co-host. He and Jonathan Kesser, who is uh, also also out for the evening. And it's my great honor this evening to have in the studio Ken Nordine, legendary voice talent and um, storyteller. Yeah, I guess. Persona grata. Yeah, kind of uh, ad-libbing my way into glib. <laughs> And um, you've recently released a recording on Grateful Dead Records called Devout Catalyst. Yeah, that's a, that was a beautiful thing that happened because of Dan Healy. Dan Healy, the... What is Dan? The engineer, sound man, uh, road Dan is, is sort of a, a, an oscillating guru. Kind of. uh -huh. he, he really pays very close attention to what he hears, and that's how he got involved with the Grateful Dead. They recognized that he had the ability to create a, a kind of transcendent, clear, transparent sound, which, uh, for rock and roll, for any music, for, uh, requires a, an appreciation of get away from muddy, because most PA systems, you wind up muffled. It's like you have a huge microphonic mute over your soul. Uh, but he created ways of of loving the sound so that it was clear. I've been at, uh, I was in Soldier Field with him in Chicago with 55,000 people around. And he turned off the, the audience mic and you couldn't hear 55,000 people. You couldn't hear them. And you just hear the band. Mm -hmm. And they would mix the two together so you would hear the band just as clearly as if you were standing right next to them. And yet the 55,000 wonderful, out-of-their-mind, mellowed people are, are dancing and, and, and conducting, actually. They conduct the, the entire affair. I've seen guys out there waving their arms right in time to the music, mm. and they cause it to happen. Mm -hmm. But that is the kind of ear that uh, Dan Healy has. And Dan Healy has brought you into contact with the Grateful Dead and Jerry Garcia, yeah. uh, David Grisman, and so uh, career has been changed. Yeah, I was I was going to uh, continue my my work with uh, you know door to door selling of encyclopedias. How's that going? Uh, very poorly, actually. Really? They're heavy to carry. Yeah, they? well, they're going to put them on discs. You know how that is. Uh -huh. <laughs> Kids will probably have the same thing happening to them with the uh, CPs that people with uh, cellular phones are having to the one side of their head. And they'll become you know myopic at the age of twenty. During the San Francisco Jazz Festival, you performed at Bimbo's yeah. with 
David Grisman. Howard Levy. Howard Levy. Yeah, Joe Craven. Mm -hmm. Jim Kerwin. Dan Healy. Uh, Don Pearson. Candace Brightman. Randall Klein. It was a great group. About 700 people. It was, it was a community effort. I was at the show. Yeah. I paid the uh, the big ticket price. I went all out and got the Golden Circle seat. Uh -huh. They were down in front. That was. A... And the way that the Golden Circle seats were delineated from the pleasant the uh, the peasant seating was a string of little old ladies across the room holding hands, and that's where you knew the, the Golden Circle down in front. It was charming. That, those are all my ex-mistresses, everyone. Right. Those girls are so faithful. Now, I'm curious. There were two tables right in front of you that were smoking immense quantities of pot. Really? Now, were these hired by the, uh, the company? Or they were, it was no, wild? actually, they, they are uh, uh, expatriates from a uh, brownie factory. And they, they were probably sitting there on a sabbatical leave. Undoubtedly, uh, their only because uh, they've discovered that aspirin is the only answer for uh, heart failure. You, you pop enough aspirins and you, you'll probably live until be 93, 94. Uh, because it thins the blood and allows a... Yeah, oh, I was talking about blood that night, wasn't yeah, I? Jerking through the system. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. You, you, your heart goes in systole, just diastole, mm -hmm. and it shoots out some blood through your system, and it has to stop momentarily. Mm -hmm. You know why? Mm -hmm. Exchange privileges. Oh. The blood has to send a message to what's next door to it, in the endothelium there. Say, what have you got? I need a little oxygen. Okay, here you are. Anything else? Yeah, you got any protein? Yeah. What else do you need? Well, we're very short of uh, manganese. <laughs> a little potassium, so if you don't mind. <laughs> and uh, hey, listen, I gotta leave. But the next train is there the next moment, you know, it's a, it's a chain gang. The wonderful thing I noticed watching the show there was that uh, it was very difficult to tell when you were talking and when you were performing, since what you do is talk when you perform. Yeah, what is the difference, really? I, I think that the, the talk in between mm -hmm. what I was doing it was trying to explain why I was talking in the first place. Uh, <laughs> So you would talk to explain why you were talking. But then the talking became so entertaining that that was as entertaining as the entertaining part. It's, it's a maze. You know, the, 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 what you do, have you ever been interested in mazes? You should, they, they have shrubbery, that topiary that they create where the mazes people get lost in the shrubbery. But my youngest son used to create mazes, and, and I never understood why until I, I began to ask him. He says, well... You see, with a maze, you never know exactly where you have to go. And so you, you follow. Uh, that's, I think, the, the love that we have of mazes. We know that they're the answer to a puzzle. So that uh, a way to describe it that's equal to that. Imagine that you're looking at a um, jigsaw puzzle in which all the pieces are constantly changing shape. Mm -hmm. You can see why you make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And when you do get something to go to, together, say, hey, now, what a blessing that was. <laughs> it really came together. And you just have to wait until you get the whole puzzle together. And, of course, that uh, may take a few days. Huh. Or months. Mm. Or years. <laughs> or how long. Or, or, or then you can go into a set piece. Now, was that a set piece or was that no. talking? 
That, that was both. That was both talking and a set piece. You see, over a long period of time... When Howard starts playing it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Howard plays something. Oh, yeah. oh, By the way, you mentioned ball. Howard Levy. Howard Levy is, is a monster of music. The, the guy has the ears of a dog. You can hear the 14th, 15th, and 16th harmonic above everything. Mm. So he can take a cheap, and I mean cheap, little Honer harmonica mm -hmm. and bend its tones. Bend a tone for me there. Oh, Howard. bend a tone. Yeah. That's one tine. You know, inside yeah. of a harmonica, there are all these tines. Little vibrating reed. He takes a screwdriver. <laughs> goes inside this thing that he's playing and bends the tine to his liking. Say if it makes a funny noise. He'll go right in there with his little screwdriver and fix that tine, see? It's beautiful. He's, he's been um, auditioning for telephone answering systems <laughs> all over the country. This. I heard him play the Star Spangled Banner for a Sox opening once in Chicago. Martin, Marvin Gaye would have jumped in his grave if he could have heard him. It was just that wonderful little edge. It, it wasn't uh, uh, Star Spangled Blues, but it was uh, just that lovely little playing around with uh, what Sir Francis Scott Key, what did he know? <laughs> about keys, I'll tell you, he didn't know too much. Or range. He never knew uh, how wide he was going. You know what my fear is? I, I would forget not only the words, but the melody. Yeah, Jose, can you see what a great country we are? My mama didn't tell me. <laughs> she was a Baptist. <laughs> when I was a knee pain. <laughs> yeah, she she believed in Stillwater Baptist. You know, there was a minister there that we had who uh, wore wading boots when he would baptize people. I hated him because he never got wet. So I cut a little hole in the end of his uh, boots. And so when he walked into this, you know, this big tank that they had. I was in the balcony looking down as he began to leak. He hated me, but he didn't know who I was. <laughs> we are listening to Ken Nordine and Howard Levy on the Entertainment Zone on the Northern California Radio Network. This is the Northern California Radio Network, and you're listening to the Entertainment Zone. Blair Hartman, your guest tonight, sitting in for Steve Jackson, and our guest in the studio, Ken Nordine who is one of the legendary voice talents of all time, and he's recently re released an album on Grateful Dead Records of his stories and improvisations. In the studio also, Howard Levy. Howard recently left the group of Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. Uh, tell us, Howard, um, <laughs> why? And could you put your earphones on? Oh, so. sure. Uh, well, yeah, I'd, I had been doing it for about three years, mm -hmm. and uh, three albums, and it was great. Mm -hmm. But I also like doing other things, and we toured so much. We did about 140, 150 dates a year that I just didn't have time for anything else musically. 
or family things because uh, I'm married and have two children. So I just sort of felt it getting a little out of balance for myself. And it wasn't an easy decision to make, but I'm happy I did it. And I think the other guys, are they feel good about it too. The group is known for outstanding musicianship yeah. and the unusual fusion use of the banjo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, how do you feel about the banjo now, personally, after three years? <laughs> oh, my God. No, no. I, I mean, the banjo and Bela are two different things. I mean, Bela is such a, uh, an incredible uh, musician. You know, his banjo playing just really uh, is at a different level. You know, I mean, I like, oh, the, yeah. ba I like the banjo, but what yeah. Bela does on it is another thing entirely because he's he takes just all sorts of very creative musical ideas and puts it on the banjo, which was kind of the point of the flectones. Everybody was doing that. I was doing things in the harmonica that were unusual, and Victor was doing stuff on the bass that was unusual, and our drummer, uh, Future Man, um, mm -hmm. had invented his own instrument. So yeah. all four of us were very similar kinds of people in that we were, you know, doing very adventurous kind of things, and we all happened to meet Mm -hmm. and uh, form this band, and uh, it was a great thing. And they're going to continue uh, as a trio for now. Uh, they might be getting someone else, and, you know, I might go back and play with them a little bit uh, here and there. You know, I'd like to, but uh, I just didn't want to do it 150 times a year anymore. Now, during the San Francisco Jazz Festival show at Bimbo's, you played keyboards and harmonica. Yeah. And you're going to be, uh, on the recording that was made there, you will be prominently featured. Right. And um, you have your harmonica tonight. Oh, yeah. Now I wonder if. Oh, by the way, uh, Ken, uh, yeah. Steve Jackson, my my partner, who does Home the show normally. Laryngitis, yeah. Hi, Steve. Uh, uh, he gave me one bit of advice when uh, he asked me to do the show with you tonight. Yeah. Because he knows how I feel about him. He said, "Don't try and talk lower than him." <laughs> and I can't get having this. I keep finding myself slipping down there, and I'll come back up. And I think I think I just relax so much that the voice drops because it's, you know when I get excited, it's up about two or three octaves. You're very relaxed right now. In fact, last, last night we were at the Warfields, uh, Howard and I, yeah. listening to Jerry, who incidentally started playing the banjo. Do you know when he yeah. first Jerry started Garcia? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, he played the banjo and played and loved it. But I, I got into a, a falsetto thing with the girl singers there. And, and I realized there's an entirely new career for me if I can learn to put words to that falsetto tone. There's a... Mm -hmm. I could become schizophrenic, <laughs> vocally anyway. Now, you've talked about entertaining, mm -hmm. and you've been entertaining as you've been talking. Now, could you and Howard do a piece? Sure. So this is not talking about a piece. Do a piece. This is doing a, you're going to do a piece. Okay. You're going to do what you do. <clears throat> okay. Okay? All right. This is for real. Okay. Oh, Howard, I'm, play. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. No, don't be nervous. Play, play, play something in the key of blue. The key of blue. Yeah. Okay. It's just... Uh, See, blues actually, uh, if you are sensible about them, become a wonderful way to uh, uh, say what you want to say. There's a there's a fellow was a voiceover announcer that uh, whose name shall be uh, uh, anonymous. That I got very close to once in an elevator, uh, and he was the kind of guy who got so close to you that he was maybe about three inches away from your your face, and he would say, "How are you?" Well, I well. And he'd spoke you, you'd stand back because you realized that uh, he was uh, getting too close and there was nothing you could do to help him. Well, it turned out that uh, about a month after I had seen him in the elevator, he, uh, he died. 
And I said, well, what happened to him? And they said, well, he, he uh, jumped. You're kidding. I'd never, you know, known anybody closely like that in, a, in an elevator sense who, who, who jumped from a tall building. And so I couldn't get it out of my mind. And I couldn't use his name because his wife was still alive. And I wanted to protect the widow, so I changed his name to Charlie Bing Bang and wrote him a blues. Yeah. me, believe me, to write that for him, mostly for myself, so that I could placate in the sense of... See, to, to me, to do something like that is the ultimate form of self-criticism. And I don't think we should be that critical of ourselves, ever. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Ken Nordine. Grateful Dead Records. How does that sound when I say that? In order to oh, Grateful Dead Records. You never would have thought that would, anybody would be saying that a few years ago. What is ago? the word beneficence? It, it's a blessing. You know, when, when Dan Healy called me in Chicago a couple of New Year's ago, mm -hmm. I thought somebody was pulling my leg. I said, sure, the Grateful Dead. Sure, buddy. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, my wife's afraid to fly. I know I, I, we can't go. You know, I need music, you know, well, he built a little studio right inside the Coliseum at, in Oakland. Oh. And there was Mickey Hart and Hans Eldin. And then, right after that, in walks Jerry. Mm -hmm. And he's down. And this man is every... What you see, what you hear, 
is what you get. The man is pure uh, charisma. There's a reason. Jerry Garcia. That people love him the way they do. Mm -hmm. The man is uh, extraordinary. You're not wearing tie-dye. <laughs> it's not mandatory. <laughs> no, but, but I'm... I, someone wanted me to get a, 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 a coat, one of these sweatshirts, yeah. and have Jerry to sign it. But I didn't want to bother him, so I'm going to sign it myself and tell him I'm a forger. <laughs> They'll never know. You notice as we look at each other that these mics boom yeah. in our way? Yeah, like cranes. They're like little cranes. Now, we would never, ever move these with the microphones on. No. But I feel with you, you, you would could. be okay, because you would say something appropriate. Well, there they go. This is, uh, we're slowly, slowly moving. Let's see, hear the sounds they make? Yeah. 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 There. This one a little bit now. Now, what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you see when you hear that? There you are. Now I can see you much better. You're actually inside of where you should have been all day long. Yeah. Where would you like to be if you could be anywhere you wanted to be? I mean, you can't stay inside of yourself. You have to go someplace else. Where would you like to go? I'd, I'd like to uh, be able to get inside the, the, uh, the brain itself and wander around. Maybe start out in the, uh, on the first floor and then uh, uh, open a door and go down into the basement and say, Hey, what's down here? That'd be the collective unconscious all the memories that uh, and then on, in the upper stories of the brain if you were not a, too afraid to go into the attic there'd, there'd be the uh, springing possibilities of, uh, of what you might become what do you want to become you know most people say someday I'm going to but what do you really want to become self-indulgent here on the radio. It's wonderful having you here. Ken Nordine on Grateful Dead Records. Howard Levy, formerly of Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. How does that sound? Formerly. You get a little chill when I say that? No, it feels great. Okay. <laughs> You're a free man and you can... I'm proud of what I did and I'm really excited about what I'm going to do. Yeah. Now you're mixing the recordings from yeah. Bimbo's, and it'll be released. Do you know the name of the new CD yet? It, it, you know, it could be live from Chicago and San Francisco, or it could be Upper Limbo. Uh, yeah. Upper Limbo is, is, the, is the one that I kind of feel good about, because uh, I'm worried about Limbo. It's all right for children, but we're adult. We'll be right back to you on the Northern California Radio Network. The Entertainment Zone. Entertainment Zone. Like the lady said, this is the Entertainment Zone on the Northern California Radio Network. My name is Blair Hartman, sitting in for your normal host, Steve Jackson. Wait a minute, I take that back. He's not normal at all. But he is sick. He'll be back next week as the show goes public. You can catch the Entertainment Zone at the Pierce Street Annex next Sunday night from 6 to 9. That's on Courthouse Square in lovely Santa Rosa, California. Come down and check out Steve and the show live. We are back. Our guest tonight in the studio, Mr. Ken Nordine, legendary voice talent, storyteller, and I hate to even call you anything, Ken. I mean, you're beyond description. 
Well, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I could be described and probably have. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to go back in time, if we may, to 19... What did you say, 59? 50, you know, 7, 58, 57, 58, 59. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the uh, cut from the original Word Jazz album that you mm -hmm. made. You must have been just a young man then. Yeah, that, that, that was fantastic. When that album came out, um, Fred Astaire asked me to go to Hollywood because he was going to dance to one of the numbers. Right? He and Barry Chase. And they, Bud Yorkin was the director and Hermes Pan was the choreographer. And uh, I, I just couldn't believe it. All I did, I f flew to Hollywood. He danced to the number that was, you know, the, the words were on the tape. And at the end, I said, thank you, thank you. And I went back to Chicago. <laughs> That was your brief flirtation with Hollywood, yeah. huh? Yeah, well, I, I, I should have stayed, but uh, it's a good thing I didn't because I probably would have lost my wife and my family. And I, who knows, uh, something awful would have happened to me. I could have wound up doing cartoon voices. It's yeah. impossible to say what sort of yeah. uh, uh, purgatory I could have wound up in. You could have been a Flintstone trivia answer. Yeah, really. What do you do for a living? Um, I imitate am animals. Oh. Well, we're going to go back in time to 1959 and listen to a cut off the Word Jazz album. This is a reissue on Rhino. It's called The Best of Word Jazz. Mm. And this is a cut called My Baby. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I want you to know that I love my baby. And my baby loves me. A short time ago, we went out together to a place called Far Out, Upper Limbo. The rhythm was there. over and held my baby's hand. She gave me a little squeeze. I knew we were in the same key. Everything was beginning to swing in a quiet, cool, warm way. My baby didn't say anything. Just looked at me with that special look my baby has. I look back with that special look I get when my baby looks at me with that special look she gets. I couldn't help myself. It was love for sure. I picked my baby up, danced over to the stage, and I told the leader, leader, this is my baby. He just said, crazy. My baby gave him a special look, like she does. He could see my baby had eyes to swing, so he adjusted the mic, and simply said in his complicated way of chorus. And my baby's shy, so I gave it the first try. Bum, 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 bum,
voice there, Ken? Yeah, it was my youngest son, Kevin. Yeah, mm. yeah he, uh, he's quite, a, quite an intelligence. He's, he's been working with uh, putting 35-millimeter film into a, a Mac, digitizing oh, yeah. it, yeah. and taking it off the other side, high resolution. And how old was he at the time of this recording? Well, I, I imagine around two or something like that. And did yeah. you just capture him? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, in the game, playing bebop with him, I said, hey, uh-huh. hey. It's your turn. Oh, you'd scat with him and yeah. then record him, and then you took it in, and they mixed it into the recording. Yeah, he still looks at me funny. Well, what are we up to, Dad? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Wonderful. Um, now, the uh, the new recording is going to be Upper Limbo or Live at Bimbo's. Yeah. Or... They're live from wherever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Live from somewhere inside. Uh, the, the things that we did at Bimbo's and some things that we did at a theater in, in Chicago called Vic, Dan Healy came in from... Uh, Las Vegas when the when the dead were on tour, and we we did a show there with Howard and uh, uh, Paul Wertico with the Pat Matheny's group, mm-hmm. and uh, Eric Hockwork, some very good people. My son Chris played guitar on the thing, and so we'll have maybe have some of that mm-hmm. and some of the things from Bimbo's and combine it in a, a tour to for some force we hope. <laughs> I understand there was a minimum of rehearsal before this performance. Uh, is that right? Oh uh, well, Bimbo's so we didn't. No. plan anything at all other than uh, some of the instrumental tunes that uh, David Grisman and I did together because we figured we should be playing the same tune. <laughs> that's, but, a, uh, that's at least a certain condescension. Planning, <laughs> no, but, but no, there was, there's a reason that, that we always feel, and, and not, no joke, joke intended, that it's better in rehearsal. If, if you plan what you're going to do, that's different. They were listening to what I was saying. And I was listening to what they were playing. Yeah, it was a totally um, spontaneous, sponta- spontaneous, spontaneous uh, musical experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was great because it, it just fell right into it, right from Ken's first words, and there we were. Yeah, it really was magic. I was there at Bimbo's the night you recorded that, and uh, the crowd was with you completely. It's daring. It's a form of daring, and, and you can fall, you know, right inside of yourself. But uh, they were loving, and the talent... Grisman and Howard and, and, and Craven and Kerwin, they were doing things that uh, showed that they were paying attention. And uh, We were also using the inner ear monitor system. Yeah, oh, yeah, we had these I wonderful know, ears. I, I thought you all had hearing aids. No, I found this audiologist in Chicago that actually puts silly put- putty in your ears, yeah. takes a form of your ear, and then puts a little tiny speaker inside oh. of there so that oh. everything you hear is about a quarter of an inch away from your eardrum. Wow, that works. Now, that is focus. We all had our own yeah. mixes, and, and it's soft. I mean, you don't have to have any kind of monitor speakers on stage, uh-huh. and uh, which is nice for the uh, for recording, too, because you don't get that splash over from monitors, and uh, you don't have to worry about feedback and all that other kind of stuff. When we were in Soldier Field in Chicago, the entire Grateful Dead crew, including uh, Don Pearson and Dan Healy, had their ears... Uh, shaped or molded. With the silly putty. With the silly putty thing. Does it make you silly, though? (laughs) The the thing that makes you silly is being able to hear yourself this Mm -hmm. clearly. It it is really a a charge to be able to to hear as clearly because you get exactly the mix that you want in your ears. How much of yourself, how much of everybody else. It... it, uh, 
No taxi cab should be without it. <laughs> you know, we have phone numbers here. Oh. And, and uh, I'd like to give them now if anyone Good. would like to talk to you or try and collect on a past debt or yes. or whatever. You can call us in the <laughs> Northern California at 1-800-570-TALK. That's 570-TALK. Or in the 707 area code, it's 270-1350. If you'd like to call in and talk to Ken Nardine or Howard Levy or myself, call those numbers now. Do you ever have a case where nobody calls? Never. Because Never. we send our assistant engineer out to call. In oh, that's, that's what you do. Yeah. Do you ever advise or tip people on voice techniques? Do you mm -hmm. ever? I, I um, dropped out of the Northwestern School of Speech. I, I don't think you can learn that way. The, the only thing you can really learn is to um, how to read so it doesn't sound like you're reading when you're reading. Yeah. And, and that that isn't too difficult. Instead of saying, I'm going to do something, you learn to say, I'm going to do something. Mm -hmm. So going to becomes G-O-N-N-A, I'm going to do something, which is the way we normally speak. But many people uh, try to talk the way the words are written for reading, and that's mm -hmm. not the way to do it. But otherwise, relaxation is the key. Uh, yeah, better be relaxed. What about drugs? Drugs are excellent. <laughs> Valium you can, go, you can get them at any drugstore. Uh, <laughs> the uh, aspirin, I use it all the time. The uh, I, I don't know what drugs actually would do to the, the higher levels of your uh, speech. Uh, it might lead you into glossolalia. I would not think God, that would be a good thing. Glossolalia. Well, no, glossolalia is excellent for people. To don't, really? They don't care what they're saying. They be, it comes out of a, a, a language of tongues. Speaking in tongues was a, was a big old thing in the old days. And there are people who do that now. Kind of a bebop of the uh, spirit. Should we take a chance and go to a call? Sure. We've got Don in Runner Park. Don, are you there? Yeah. Hey, Hi, you're on with Ken Nordine. Ken Nordine, hey. amazing. How You've got you? some pipes, man. <laughs> I am I am completely influenced, I must say. Yeah, yeah. I'm an up-and-coming broadcaster myself, and... Uh, Man, I'd love to have your voice. <laughs> well, smoke a lot of cigarettes. Drink a lot of is it, is it scotch and cigarettes? Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. After, after you've conditioned your voice so that you're next door to, you know, terminal, then you stop. <laughs> the great act of will. And people say, well, how'd you get to sound like that? Abuse. Abuse. <laughs> My speakers are resonating <laughs> totally. Don, do you have a question? or I just wanted to uh, just speak to the man hey. and just say hi and that... Uh, that uh, he's 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 a big influence on me. Get as yourself well, as a well radio. as uh, Blair as well. <laughs> Get yourself a radio station and practice. I'm I'm at a radio station. <laughs> well, they'll do something when they're not listening, so that you can be totally yourself. I'm doing a syndicated show right oh, now. Oh, great! So, yeah. Well, that's the thing to do. Always be yourself, and you'll get closer to old age. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling, Don. This Appreciate is the Northern California Radio Network. My name is Blair Hardman. In for ailing Steve Jackson. He'll be back next week as the show goes public. They'll be broadcasting live from the Pierce Street Annex on Courthouse Square in Santa Rosa. Their guest that night, the Invisible Band, up-and-coming six-piece R&B group of which I'm a proud member, I can shamelessly say. I am a funky bass player. Good. We're visiting with Ken Nordine. And uh, Ken Nordine is the legendary voice talent, storyteller, and imaginarist who is currently recording with the Grateful Dead organization. And uh, this album, Devout Catalyst, 
which uh, came out a year or so ago. Just this year. January. This year. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, no, 1992. That's we? right. We're already... I have to start dating my checks for 93 now. You confused me for a minute. Yeah, but no, it came out in January of 1992. That was... Uh, that made it eligible in this year's uh, Grammy thing. So it's been officially nominated for yeah. a Grammy in the category of... Spoken Word. It has some pretty stiff competition, though. It has a uh, fanny flag, I know, fried green tomatoes or something. Orson Welles, it has... Uh, but I think the biggest competition that we have is uh, uh, Magic Johnson has a thing on, on AIDS that uh, might be a... You never know, in a vote like that, you never know what's going to happen. Is this your first Grammy nomination? I had one in 1984, a long what, time ago. What was that for? For another thing I did called Stare With Your Ears. Now, I remember Word Jazz, Son of Word mm -hmm. Jazz, Colors, mm -hmm. and Stare With Your Ears. Yeah, T uh, Triple Talk, um, Ear Package, Grandson. Um, These are all... Egg and Bite of Inwit. These are all separate. I, I have a record company on my own that's called Snail Records, a very slow-moving company with uh, very limited uh, access to the public. However, there because I do a radio show that goes all over the country on the satellite on NPR, mm. uh, I, I'll get letters from Austin or Denton, Texas, or mm -hmm. uh, Raleigh, South Carolina, or wherever. Uh, not South Carolina. That can't. Yes, it might be. Or Yankton, South Dakota, and, and you know, send me a, a tape of what you've done, or I get tapes from people. You know, it's amazing the kind of wonderful uh, tapes that people do. Hmm. I, I had a fellow that sent me a tape on uh, called Itching mm -hmm. for an explanation, and it, it was all about itches. He he, he got into uh, the little bacteria that causes you to scratch yourself. You know, hmm. and. Uh, uh, it was fascinating. It, 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 was, it was about a four-hour tape. And, uh, four hours on itching? Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> Sponsored by the Triple Gold Bond <laughs> medicated powder people? <laughs> it would make a great ad. <laughs> four hours of itching. No, it would be Notice wonderful. We're all scratching right now. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, I wish I could vote on your Grammy nomination. Well, send in a vote, and it might help, I'm sure. I voted for myself. I had to. There was... At least I got one vote. But there are a few other people, I'm sure Dan Healy will vote. A lot of people that worked on it would like to see it uh, win. Being nominated is great, yeah. but winning is greater than great. You'll be there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll have an acceptance speech prepared. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what to say. Uh, could be something like, uh, oh, it's about time. Would you like a company <laughs> for this, uh, Howard? Could you do a company? No, it'll be a no. solo speech. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It would be great to have you there. Just to, I think play to, along. Uh, yeah, play just to, they wouldn't expect... Because you have to remember, the Grammys are set up for the big thing, like the big record of the year. Yeah. Or, or, the spoken word is, is, is sort of like the runt child in, in a litter of 20. Mm -hmm. Oh, the spoken word, yeah, how interesting. But, of course, you know, pendulums swing. And with the onslaught of rap, who knows, yeah. they might slow it down. And, and, and get to my tempo, um, which requires you to pay uh, a, a, such close attention that dancing is actually in the interstices of the verbal structure that I'm playing around with. That say, oh, yeah. Or, hmm, would you play that again, please? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, these are all the questions that we ask of ourselves as we uh, get closer to the, uh, where, the edge or... <laughs>
are some of your other recordings available? Yeah, there's uh, the Rhino thing, there's yeah. the Grateful Dead, mm -hmm. uh, Devout Catalyst, uh, Snail Records, which uh, has a, um, a post office box, the number of which I can't recall. Is there uh, any way we could contact you and, and buy any other recordings directly? Write to uh, Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. And, and there's a there's a little box up there. They say Ken Nordine, Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. And True. It'll, it'll get to me. True. I actually have to. Don't tell them. But when they widened the road, we stole the sign that said Spread Eagle. We used it as a headboard in our guest uh, room. So uh, Ken Nordine, Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. That's all you need. We don't need yeah. the zip code. No, no, no. They don't even have a zip code there. Well, I know. I know there's so few people. I don't think they have to read it anymore. They, Population is small. They hate to change the numbers as you drive in. They might lose more people than they have. And then you'll respond to us? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, yes. And you have a catalog or something? Or write to Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead Records. Okay. Yeah. Any live performances coming up? I'd love to come back and do something like we did at Bimbo's. That was a spiritual experience, really. The people were so together and beautiful. It was special. Howard, you have your harmonica. Yes. Could you play us on out? We have a few minutes left here. Yeah. Could okay. you uh, Could you guys do something for us to sure. take us on out? That's uh, the thing we close bimbos with. It's something that's real short, but it's an island. Oh, let's see. Without the piano. Yeah, hard without the piano. <laughs> got me this island that I'm calling me. Whenever I go there, uh, you know who I see. You can see me in me more often than not, and that's pretty often. <laughs> it's my favorite spot. Oh, there are plenty of spots called other than me, but uh, there's someone else's. One look Try like a fool to be what you're not. The islands you get is the islands you got. Yeah. Yeah. And with an echo chamber, we can make that sound like thousands. I <laughs> see. <laughs> it's easy to tell. Turn on my mic. Yeah, yeah. It's better. It's easy to tell when you're performing and when you're just talking because after you perform, people clap. Yeah, that's that. Applause. I wonder whoever thought of applause. You know, they're they're adding whistles to the thing now at, yeah. at tennis matches. Usually when they don't like the call, mm -hmm. but applause is a, the audience like to to have the uh, their participation. Is it, yeah. I wonder if it is it all over to the Chinese applaud. I think uh, seals invented it, didn't they? They, they must have. Yes. Hey, yeah. come to think of it. And, and what have they got to applaud about oil? And the <laughs> Europeans clap in time. They, they all do? clap together, which is, is really kind of exciting when they're all in unison. Yeah. Instead of like us, like scattered popcorn. And what is the sound of one hand clapping? A slap in the face. Ah, <laughs> that's good. Ken, Howard, wonderful visiting with you both. Our pleasure. Look forward to the new um, CD coming out. And that'll be probably... A little later this spring. Yeah, I think a little so. later this spring. And um, I sound like I'm wrapping things up, don't I? Yeah. You, well, you, that's... 
everything wraps up in, in, in time. Thank uh, you. That's about the way it goes. Yeah, but see, I'm not really wrapping it up. You're not? No, that was a premature rap tone. Why? Because um, I just got excited and started wrapping things up. <laughs> but there's no need to wrap it up yet. No, no. That, in fact, it's taking the wraps off that actually that's what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Uh, to like, what's in the package? It's, it's yeah. like the phone call. How are you on phone calls? If someone calls you, or if the phone rings, yeah. can you resist answering? Mm, seldom. I can't. Yeah. Every phone call that comes, it's a mystery. Who's there? And my wife accuses me of you know being hung up on the phone. Excuse mm. <laughs> that pun. Mm. <laughs> the, uh, it's true though. She uh, says, "Let it ring." Well, I'm afraid if I let it ring too long, they will have left, and I'll never know who was trying to get with me. You ever listen to your answering machine answer, and then I have a I have a, an obscene answering machine. It just breathes heavy. Oh, really? <sighs> what uh, did you want to know? <laughs> could I have your home phone number? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'd love to call you sometime. <laughs> Ken Nordine's answering machine. Wow, what a concept. Uh-oh, I'm slipping low again. I no, you told me to stay up. What, what you have to do is to, is to practice uh, tongue twisters. That, that's the answer to getting into radio. Like like what? Like Betty Bodo bought some butter, but this butter, you know, that sort of thing. It was better. Peter Piper picked a peck on that sort of thing. You know, they, ah. I used to practice those by the hour. I used to be able to do Betty Bodas, three of them in one breath. Unique New York. Unique New York. <laughs> Unique New York. Unique New York. That's yeah. a tough one. Unique, Unique New York. Yeah. That is. There's Unique New York. Actually, the, the, the glossolalia is pretty close to uh, good practice, too, if you just uh, do bebop. Whatever you want. Teach through. Whatever you like. We're going to get there. We're always trying to get there to the top of the hour. I want to say thanks to our guests. Our what? <laughs> Ken Nordine, Howard Levy, Dan Healy. Our. Our director tonight, Jason Joukowsky. Our producer, Heidi Kortson. Betty Bowden. Executive producer, Michael Espinosa. Butson Butter. <laughs> this has been a Sky Scratcher production. But she said this butter's bitter. On the Northern California Radio Network. Been listening to the Entertainment Zone. Catch us live next week. Better than the Peter At Pierce Street Annex. Downtown Santa Rosa. So better, The Entertainment Zone on the Northern California Radio Network. You've been listening to Absolute Irony, a collection of quirky audio, comic music, and eclectic oddities. I'm Blair Hardman, and this is a production of Zone Recording Studio, Katati, California.